With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Jason McIntyre Show here on Fox Sports Radio. A lovely Saturday morning, last day in August. You know what happens tomorrow, right? Ah, September in the air. I can feel it already, even though it's... Friggin' like 78 degrees out here in California. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all football from here on out, folks. I know you're ready. I know you're excited for it. I mean, basically, this weekend, I you know, I told the wife, I was like, hey, you know, it was basically the last weekend I can hang out. We can fun, do fun stuff with the kids. Uh, after this, you know, the kids got soccer. I got NFL wall-to-wall Sundays. Uh, you know the drill at this point. Like, this is what we signed up for. Uh, some of the dads signed up for overnight shifts. Some of the dads signed up for the 9-to-5 bankers hours. I signed up for, hey, Sunday NFL, I can't miss a game all season. But this weekend, final weekend before the NFL begins, is college football. Right, and I kind of like how they staggered, uh, you know, the official opening weekend this weekend. Last weekend was kind of the unofficial two games, but they had games Thursday, they had games last night, today, Sunday, and then Notre Dame on Monday, of course. Uh, and there's not many marquee games to talk about, you know, from a national perspective. Obviously, Oregon Auburn is great, and that's where I'm going to start. Um, but, you know, college football is a regional sport. As we know right now, the South dominates, specifically Clemson and Alabama, toss in Georgia as well. Um, but for a national show like this, i got to find an interesting angle 
for college football. And I think I've got just the right one. Um, listen, if you're gambling, obviously you're interested. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of that university, obviously you're interested. Side note, okay, Fox has again made me their gambling guy uh, this season. I'm honored. I'll be doing college football picks every week. I'll be doing NFL picks. Um, the podcast will now be on video, which is very exciting. A uh, lot of exciting, fun stuff happening. So you'll see my mug on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I'll be everywhere making gambling picks this fall. Um, but as for this weekend's game, Oregon uh, versus Auburn, you know, I, I was thinking for an angle, and I moved out here to L.A. three years ago for FS1. I had lived my entire life on the East Coast, and I was one of those guys, you know, growing up, oh, move to California? No way! I mean, Los Angeles? Are you kidding me? Those houses are so close to each other. You could touch your neighbor. You can't have a yard. Oh, and the traffic and the earthquakes. No way. I like fall. I like spring. I don't want to go to Los Angeles. And then, of course, what happens? Boom. You come out. I had my little recruiting trip. I bring my wife out to look at uh, houses. And Colin Cowherd and his wife take us out to dinner. They give us the cell, you know, on, on his town. And I didn't need the cell. My wife, eh, a little bit. You, guys out there will know. If you're married or engaged, the wives, they will want to end up living close to their family more often than not, okay? But going across the country, listen, that's that's kind of a big deal. For me, there was some culture shock once I got out here, okay? There was some. I would say one of the first ones, if anybody out there goes to church, church you know on the East Coast, not, maybe one guy will wear jeans. Everybody else is dressed up pretty nicely. It's a little old school. You got some pants, slacks. People wear full-on suits to church, Okay. We get out here, we start looking for a church, and, uh, you know, there's a guy with jeans and a hoodie, and there's people with t-shirts on. Very laid back in California, you know? I mean, there's no pressure to show up at jeans, uh, no, no pressure to show up in a suit. You can wear jeans to church. It's laid back. And uh, Oregon football fans will know where I'm going with this. Um, so that was one of the big culture shocks, just the laid back atmosphere in church. And the next one was... I had worked in New York, I was born in New York, um, and the attitude there is, okay, when it comes to meetings and hanging out with somebody and going to dinner, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. There is urgency in New York. It's like, boom, 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 let's go. Out here in Los Angeles, I mean, geez, <laughs> you're 20 minutes late. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm right on time. I'm early. You know, very chill. There's no pressure. Everybody's laid back. And again, coming from the East Coast all my life, I was like, wow, these people are very chill. We went on a dinner cruise recently, a um, bunch, of, bunch of guys for our 40th birthday, and they said that the boat leaves at 6.15. I was like, no boat leaves at 6.15. You know why they're saying that. Because if they say 6.30, everybody will show up at 6.30 as the boat's leaving. Out here in LA, you know, traffic plays a part, obviously, but people just they're a little more relaxed. They're not in a rush to get anywhere or do anything. But the final one, and here's where we go with the sports, is when it came to pick up basketball. So I've played in leagues in New York City. Uh, I played in Philadelphia. And listen, when it comes to game point, you're not getting a clean look on a layup. They will foul you. Nobody's giving up game point easily. It's tough. It's physical. It's competitive. And I kind of have that in me at this stage in my life. I, I didn't always have that growing up. Uh, Soft suburban kid, if you want to call me that, that's fine. But on the basketball court in New York and Philly, it got a little tougher. So I come out here, 
playing at UCLA, playing leagues, play pickup, and you know, uh, there's just some guys who, uh, by and large, are just like, okay, you know, not going through the motions. Not that they don't care, but they're we'll get them next time. Okay, we lost. It's not a big deal. And I I I, I take pride in these games. I don't like losing at all. And now I present to you Pac-12 football, ladies and gentlemen. And Oregon takes the field tonight. And all I can think watching Oregon is, boy, I, this is a soft football team. Because that, what have we seen from the Pac-12? They have been notoriously soft. I mean, you got to go back 15 years to find a national champion from the Pac-12. The longest drought of any uh, Power 5 conference. I mean, the Pac-12 Last two years in bowl games, four and 12. Now, bowl games are not end-all, be-all, but oftentimes you'll get matched up with somebody out of conference, maybe the Big Ten, maybe the SEC, and you get smashed in the mouth, and it's like, whoa. And I'm telling you, there is a stigma to the Pac-12 and the West Coast in general that they're too laid back, they're too chill, they're soft, they're going to finesse you to death, and they're going to get mauled in the trenches. And the number one thing I'm looking for this weekend in college football, obviously outside of my bets, which we'll get to later, if you haven't seen me put them on social media, is Oregon in the trenches. Because they're going up against an Auburn front that's got two potential first-round picks, led, of course, by Derrick Brown. Okay? Now, Oregon returns the most experience on the offensive line in college football. They could have two All-Americans. Okay, four starters, another guy who started several games. They should be able to hold their own, but what's going to happen? Pac-12 SEC. Now, Jason the Idiot, yep, I'm picking Oregon in this. I already took the points. Last year, I went Auburn against Washington. Auburn, of course, won and covered. But I don't know. For me, Gavin, I know like college football, the slate today is okay. I, I am obsessed with the Pac-12 because we saw Arizona lose in Hawaii. We saw Chip Kelly get his teeth kicked in by Cincinnati. Gavin, it's early in the show. I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have a pick, Oregon-Auburn? I do, and I want uh, Oregon to win, yes. but I have to go with Auburn. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I also think there's a Gus Malzahn hot seed mode Ooh, that he's going to be in. And, I like it. Yeah. And we will get to the Auburn quarterback later. Listen, if you watch college football in the 90s, you remember Auburn had a kid named Patrick Nix, tough quarterback, big quarterback, had those huge shoulder pads. Couldn't miss him on TV. His son is now a true freshman starting his first game for Auburn today. But Oregon needs a win more than anybody else in the country, and the Pac-12 needs a win more than any other conference today. But speaking of must-wins, I want to pivot to this. Must-wins, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I like Jerry Jones. I do. I really like the guy. Are you ready for this, folks? This is the state of mind of the billionaire owner of the Dallas Cowboys. He is so desperate, desperate for a win in this Mexican standoff with Ezekiel Elliott. This is Jerry Jones's last 48 hours. Thursday night, after the fourth preseason game, the irrelevant preseason game, Jerry Jones talked to the media for 25 minutes. So what happened? He woke up Friday. Guess what? He did a radio interview. 17 minutes. This is a billionaire owner. And we got some sound for this. I'll give it to you in a sec. A billionaire NFL owner talked for 25 minutes after the irrelevant fourth preseason game. Went on the radio Friday morning for 17 minutes. And then Friday afternoon, Jerry Jones is so desperate. He was listening to a sports radio station, heard some bashing, and called into another radio station. 
I, I want to play for you this small snippet to get just an idea of where Jerry Jones' mindset is heading into the Ezekiel Elliott showdown and opening weekend. Is that the way that you guys feel the, the tone is right now, that no, you have a player that's no not? Tone. There's no tone. I'm just saying if you have no basis to have a piece of paper, there's nothing that says a contract executed within the last few weeks or months can't be uh, – uh, uh, looked at and say, you know, I think I want a, a different part of it done this way and not play. You, yeah. you get into a different world when you don't honor your agreements. Oh, boy. Jerry Jones. Just stop talking. Stephen Jones, muzzle your father. What's he doing? I think Jerry Jones is 75. Uh, maybe Gavin can confirm that for me. I believe he's 75 years old. Think back to your dad. Last Thanksgiving at the Thanksgiving dinner table, or even Christmas if you want. How much did he ramble? Probably a lot. He's 75. These guys got a lot to say. I know my dad, if he's listening, he's in Florida about to weather this hurricane. Um, You know, I'm sure he'll laugh at this. They just keep talking. The only problem is Jerry Jones is the billionaire owner of the most popular football team in the NFL, and he's just opening his mouth and saying really, really dumb, insanely dumb stuff. Jerry. Put a cork in it. This is how you handle it. We want Ezekiel Elliott badly. We need him. We're going to get this deal done. Don't worry about it. End of story. Walk away. You don't call into two radio stations. What are you doing? Listen, we all know in life, nothing ever happens on the time scale that you want. Okay? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I got out here. I said for FS1, you know, obviously I'm, my mindset is, okay, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to go on the shows. Oh, my second or third year i'll get my own show uh, i'm just i'm just so good i'm gonna be so good at television i'm gonna be wealthy i'm gonna be living the dream with the family oh we're gonna get this monster house and have party slow your roll jason okay you just got out here what is the rush nothing in life ever happens on the time scale that you want jerry jones i'm sure you wanted this deal done weeks ago i'm sure you wanted the DAC deal done weeks ago and the amari cooper deal done weeks ago Nothing ever happens on the time scale that you want. And I do believe on some level, Jerry Jones, he's just a little bit too close right now. And there was this great quote. I forget what movie. It might have been from a Matt Damon movie. But the leader has to see the battlefield, okay? You can't have your leader down there in the trenches in the trenches, shooting and doing the battling with his weapon pointed at guys and you can't have your leader doing that he can't see the entire field when he's in the trenches jerry jones is the leader of that team and look at him he's on radio shows two radio shows in a day what's he doing jerry you gotta pull back the media wants you you throw stephen jones to him step back eyes on the prize get this done you have to. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. You can't send Tony Pollard out there for the first three games of the season and expect automatic W's. I'm going to repeat. Tony Pollard, the rookie from Memphis, had two double-digit carry games in his career at Memphis. That's it. He's done a three-down back. You're talking just nonsense. I, I, people are good. The defenses are going to know. Tony Pollard comes in. He's more often than not going to be looking to catch a pass than run the football. 
He's not a between-the-tackles guy for 20 carries. You might get away with it in week one, but don't alienate your superstar and risk the season all because you messed up a deal with Ezekiel Elliott. Gosh, I'm excited for the show today. We got college football picks. My man, T.A., he's joining the show at 8 o'clock. We got another guy, a data scientist with some NFL predictions coming up shortly. We got some NFL writers. We got uh, my man, Bruce Feldman, one of my neighbors out here in the South Bay. Um, he's going to talk some college football. I, I, I'm worried about Oregon. I, I know Gavin's picking Auburn. Uh, it looks like the line had come down a bit to two and a half, and then it's ticked back up to four. So you got to wonder if some of the early week small money, you know, $1,000 bets, $5,000 bets, push the line down so that when they raise the limits closer to game time, you come back with a $25,000 bet on Auburn. But I'm trusting Justin Herbert. I'm trusting him today. He's desperate for a win. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Folks, do you know of anybody who went to Miami, didn't like what they saw, and wanted no part of Miami? There's an NFL player right now that just did that with Miami. And New England Patriots fans, you're going to laugh when you hear who it is. We'll talk about that next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Farmers Insurance, we have concrete evidence that parking under an industrial cement mixer... That's just asking for trouble. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Kind of big news with this LaShawn McCoy getting cut by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, this plays perfectly into the topic I wanted to hit on here. Uh, first, let me say, if I'm Gavin, if I'm ranking the running backs in the AFC East, Le'Veon Bell, number one. 
Who's number two? Is it Sony Michelle or is it LaShawn McCoy? Sony Michelle. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Those are the third best running back. We know Miami, you know, I don't think Kenyon Drake is there or the kid Balage out of Arizona State. Okay. I thought maybe Shady had a case for two, but I, I can see. Okay. Uh, so this week it was reported uh, that Jadavian Clowney had met with Miami and coach Brian Flores. Jadavian Clowney, of course, the unhappy former number one pick of the Houston Texans. Ooh. As I'm going, this is perfect. As I start to talk about Jadavian Clowney, I get a message in my ear that we have breaking news from Isaac Lowenkron on Jadavian Clowney. If this involves a Miami strip club and making it rain, I'm going to be very, very happy for Mr. Clowney. <laughs> Isaac, what do you got? Breaking news from Fox Sports. Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofolo of NFL Media reports that the Seattle Seahawks are deep into talks to acquire Jadevian Clowney from Ooh. the Houston Texans. Ooh, Seattle Seahawks. This is smart. Um, this is really good. I, I like what Seattle's doing here. They lost Frank Clark. Okay. Uh, Jaron Reed, their monster defensive tackle who had a filthy year. Somebody tried to tell me that he was a, he was the third, second or third best defensive tackle in the league last year. Aaron Donald, of course, won. But Reed had, I think, like 10 and a half sacks. He was a monster. They're both out. Clark is gone to a different team. I think he's with, uh, he's with the Chiefs, Chiefs now. Right. Yeah. And Reed is suspended for six games. They have no pass rush. Clowney and Seattle makes a ton of sense. Here's what I love that I've just found so comical about this whole thing. Clowney was working out in Miami. Great place to work out, right? I mean, the scenery, the weather, the beach, South Beach is amazing. Clowney goes and meets with Flores and the Dolphins. It didn't go well. He had a bad visit, according to various reports. And it got me thinking, like, I don't know anybody that's ever had a bad visit to Miami. How? Like, how do you go to Miami and have a bad time? I mean, are the Dolphins just a massive dumpster fire? Have they overtaken the Raiders? Have they overtaken the New York Giants? I, I, I think that has to be the case because you can't go to Miami and not have a good time. I had my bachelor party in Miami. My wife put the kibosh on Vegas. I was like, all right, we'll go to Miami. And, you know, I was working in a magazine at the time. I had some hookups. It was a legendary weekend. I've been to some Super Bowls in Miami. Now, the, the game was in Fort Lauderdale, but I didn't go to the game. I'm just there to party, go to go to some go to some fun, good events. South Beach is amazing, and Jadavian Clowney did not have fun. Really makes you wonder how toxic the Dolphins are. I mean, Kenny Stills, that stuff that's going on. I'm not. I'm not even touching that. Can I call it garbage? I, I'm gonna go ahead and call it garbage. I, I think it's garbage. All that he's going through, all that he's putting Miami through, it all combines to be garbage. There you have it. Um, garbage. Fitzmagic versus Josh Rosen. The, you know, the kind of the grossest quarterback competition that I've seen in a couple years, um, which was won by Fitzpatrick. Maybe we'll get to that momentarily. Kiko Alonso has said he wants to be traded. I mean, the Dolphins are an unmitigated disaster. It, it's really ugly, and it makes me... It instantly makes me go to the New England Patriots, folks. And I, you know me, I'm a Jets fan. And when people talk about, you know, the Patriots, they've won the AFC East 10 years in a row. 
You know, the Patriots have won the AFC East 16 of 18 years. Well, the crap that's going on with the Miami Dolphins kind of makes you wonder. Okay? They can't have a good visit with Clowney? Folks, the Miami Dolphins have been a clown show since Dan Marino left. They won one playoff game, and that was in 2000. So the Buffalo Bills, who cut uh, LaShawn McCoy, you know, some people are like, why would they do that? And they're getting out of some money there. Um, the Buffalo Bills have been an embarrassment since Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and Andre Reid left. I'll give you a guess, Gavin. What year did the Bills last win a playoff game? Ooh, good question. Just a guess. Oh, man. Um... 2001. 1995. <laughs> 95! I mean, dude, we're 20, almost uh, 25 years. By the way, I hate that year because that's the year that my Chargers got absolutely destroyed in the oh, Super Bowl Stan Humphreys, by the 49ers. Right? Yeah. yeah, the curb stomping yeah. there. Um, listen, you want to know why the AFC East is, is been owned by the Patriots forever? Because you got teams like the Dolphins and the Bills in there. Now, my Jets, I'm not going to kill my Jets. Hey, they've had a rough history, but they did get to two, two AFC title games with Mark Sanchez. One of them, they had beaten Tom Brady and Foxborough the week before. Okay, I, I don't want to hear about it. Yes, that two, small two-year window was great since then. It's been a disaster. But my gosh, the Miami Dolphins stink. And Clowney to Seattle. Listen, that's a really good pickup because their defense, their secondary, it has no more the Legion of Boom is done. Okay? And if you can't get pressure on the quarterback and you don't have a good secondary, you're going to get torched. If you remember back to the Legion of Boom, they did not have a good pass rush, but it didn't matter because Sherman and Cam and Thomas, they were locking people down. Right now, they've got neither. I don't think they're a playoff team. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we're inviting a data scientist back to the show. He uses his model to make NFL predictions. I can't remember how well he did last time, but I think you're going to want to check it out. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. But first... Go to Isaac Lowenkron with the latest in Jadavian Clowney. Indeed, that's where we begin. Jason, Tom Pelissero, and Mike Garofolo of NFL Media reporting that the Seahawks are deep into talks to acquire Jadavian Clowney from the Houston Texans. Adam Schefter reporting a short time ago that the Buffalo Bills are releasing six-time Pro Bowl running back LaShawn McCoy. Additionally, on cut-down day in the NFL, NFL Media also reporting that the Bengals are waving linebacker Malik Jefferson, a third-round pick for them in 2018, and that the Vikings are acquiring cornerback Mark Fields from the Kansas City Chiefs. This report presented by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. In college football on Friday evening, Jonathan Taylor ran for 135 and scored four touchdowns in number 19 Wisconsin's 49-0 victory over South Florida. Nevada rallied from 17 down with 3.22 left in the third quarter to stun Purdue 34-31 as freshman Brandon Talton kicked the game-winning 56-yard field goal at the gun. And finally, Jason, this one's for you. Front office sports reports that a company owned by LeBron James has filed a trademark for the phrase Taco Tuesday. The filing indicates that LeBron intends to continue offering his popular Taco Tuesday posts on social media and launch a Taco Tuesday podcast. Back to Jason McIntyre in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, sorry about that. 
because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. As much as we all love tacos, I don't know if you can fill an hour no, each no, week doing on. a podcast. Stop it. Stop. Listen, Isaac, it's interesting you bring this up. Before we get to Ed Fang, the data scientist, real quick. What I love about this is LeBron is going all in on Taco Tuesday right after all these dopes in the media went after him. Oh, cultural appropriation, blah, 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 blah. All they did was help LeBron build up Taco Tuesday. I'm 100% on Team Taco Tuesday and Team LeBron here. No such thing as bad publicity, Jason. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, on the greatest weekend radio show in America. And I'm coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, he is a, a legit data scientist. I love how... All the analytics are coming into the NFL, and they're making a lot of us smarter. I've told you guys many times how I used the football outsiders last year, as I talked about on my podcast. I had my best year ever in the Super Contest. Nearly cashed. Very disappointing final two weeks. Um, so Ed Fang joins us. Ed, uh, you are at The Power Rank on Twitter. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on, Jason. Yeah, Ed, we had you on last year. I forgot how you did, but I, I feel like we learned something, and, and you're very smart, and I, uh, I've listened to your podcast. I like how you break it down short. You're doing like 10-minute snippets, um, and I want to get started. Let's yeah. just jump right in. You talked about the Seattle Seahawks recently on your podcast. Um, I don't love that team this year. I have them out of the playoffs. What do you make of right. this clowny news? Like, I, I know he's not going to move a win total, but when you're talking schemes and numbers and potential sacks and defensive improvement, any thoughts on the Jadavian Clowney Seattle Seahawks uh, deal, which appears imminent? Yeah, I mean, that would obviously be a huge uh, advance for the Seahawks, right? I mean, they lost Frank Clark. Well, they didn't lose him. They traded him, yep. which is not necessarily a bad idea because they got a first rounder for him. Um, but the other thing is, uh, you know, Jaron Reed is a defensive tackle. He had over 10 sacks last year, which is kind of a remarkable total for a guy. He's completely their best defensive lineman, and he's suspended for the first six games. So I think anytime you bring some talent in on that side of the ball, where I think Seattle is, doesn't really have a lot of talent, um, either on the line, secondary, or the secondary, uh, I think that is um, I, I think it might win. I, I think it actually might move a win total. Wow. Uh, which is, which, well, don't, I I, I hope it wins a move. A win <laughs> I was going to say, really, what, what, yeah, how, is that worth half a win, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you could see it. I mean, Khalil Mack moved the moved uh, things for the Bears last year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Clowney is maybe in that in that range of talent. So, I don't know. I guess I'm hopeful. Um, the other thing about Seattle is that they only lost four fumbles on offense last year, uh, and that's despite the fact that they, they put it on the ground 18 times. So getting that kind of fumble rate uh, again this year is unlikely. And I think a lot of things went right mm -hmm. for Seattle last year. A lot of the underlying metrics really didn't like that team. And, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm very bearish on that team. As am I. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer is a Jets fan. I experienced the Brian Schottenheimer experience. It's not fun. Uh, all right, Ed, we're talking with Ed Fang, data scientist at the Power Rank on Twitter. All right, so Ed, let, let's go to week one in the NFL. Uh, it, it, again, it's super early in the week. We haven't seen a lot of line movement. 
But we had a guy on last week, and I'm not a big trend better. Uh, trends are interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't know how much you read into them, but I'm curious. He had a phenomenal stat in the last five years. Week one divisional matchups, the underdog is 17-4 and four against the spread. That, again, it's just five years. It's only 21 games. But we have several of those this week. Packers, yep. Bears jumps out as one. Redskins, Eagles. The line's been moving. It was up at 9.5, down to 8.5. Bills, Jets, and uh, the last one is Giants, Cowboys. I'm Oh, and sorry, Broncos, Raiders. So we have five of them. I'm curious, do any of those jump out where the underdog to you is something that's actionable? Yeah, I mean, Green Bay at Chicago completely jumps out at me. Hmm. Uh, first thing is that you have the health of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the man has simply not been healthy either of the last two years. He obviously missed a few games two years back and played through a pretty brutal knee injury last year. I think like a sprained MCL or something like that. I think that alone must help the Packers. Uh, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the marriage of quarterback and new head coach, and, and I, I think that will get figured out. Uh, but just his health is the biggest thing. Uh, I also like some of the pieces on Green Bay's defense. Uh, the defense wasn't good last year, but they actually had a very high rate of injuries on that defense, which is part of the reason they struggled. And they have a lot of high draft picks in the secondary that are going into their second, maybe third year in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can potentially see a lot of improvement there. On the flip side, Chicago, uh, as my co-host uh, on one of my podcasts, Jim Sonnet, says, it feels like Jacksonville 2.0. <laughs> Last year, Jacksonville was uh, at nine wins. They had a really great year, uh, but they had a, a load of uh, really good health on defense the previous year, and they had a quarterback that was, like, we kind of celebrated the fact that he was league average the year before, and they did really well. I think you see the same things with Chicago this year. You see a quarterback that was celebrated for essentially being league average last year, Mitch Trubisky, when you look at the underlying statistics. You had a defense that was very healthy, um, kind of due for regression, a little bit of turnover in the secondary, um, and was very healthy last year. So um, I, uh, a lot of people I, I know and trust their opinions, they're not high on, on the Bears this season, and neither am I. And I think because of those two things, um, you know, my numbers actually have this game at Green Bay by, uh, sorry, Chicago by two points. So if you can get this game at plus, if you can get this game at plus three, I, w- I would go for yeah, it. Yeah, I think three and a half is long gone. I- I'm with you, Ed. I-, I-, I think the Bears' regression is certainly coming. No doubt about it. Now, Ed, let me ask you this. When, when you're, uh, you know, cooking up your numbers in the offseason and your model, um, how much does the draft and free agency, how much of a factor is that? And and even a guy like an Ezekiel Elliott holdout, a Melvin Gordon holdout, I'm high on the Chargers, and I don't think the right. Gordon situation really even matters that much. Right. Yeah, I mean, running backs in general, are they're kind of going to be overrated in the public eye and maybe it doesn't have a big impact on a team. Um, you know, maybe I should explain a little bit how – my numbers work yeah, at this do. point on the season. You know, in the NFL, uh, in the preseason, right now, I, I take market win totals and I back out the rating for each team that corresponds to that win total. So, for example, uh, you know, you expect Kansas City to win 10 and a half games right now. Um, they're actually the highest ranked team in my NFL preseason rankings. They're actually ahead of New England, who's slated for 11 wins but plays a weaker schedule in the AFC East. So I tried, I used the math to kind of back that out. It's essentially accounting for strength of schedule in the NFL win totals market. Um, so 
in the sense in which that NFL win totals market reflects choices in the draft, free agency changes, what people think of Ezekiel as holdout, um, that's the extent that that information gets worked in. And Jason, honestly, like I've found it really difficult to make database preseason predictions for the NFL. Um, things regress so hard every year. Um, <laughs> well, wait, hold on, let me interrupt. Like, when does yeah. the regression happen? Is it like, are you saying like two weeks in, three weeks? How long does it take? Um, well, I mean, I'll start incorporating this year's data after week one. Okay. But it'll have like, it'll have a tiny weight. Um, those things really start kicking in week three, and that's when I can start making schedule adjustments for things. Ah. It'll still have a pretty small weight at week three. You know, by week eight, uh, it's pretty big. But uh, I don't often like to tell people this, but I trust you, Jason. You know, th- that preseason weight is still in there at the end of the season. Huh. Like, that's how things, that's how much things regress to the mean in the NFL. Um, obviously, data from the current season matters a lot more when you're predicting playoff games. But what we think about these teams now does, still has a little bit of a contribution because yeah. I found that to be more predictive. I, I don't mind admitting, Ed. I, I really screwed the pooch in the playoffs last year. Just uh, I, I got caught up in what happened at the end of the season. It, it was a, it was a bloodbath for me. All right, Ed, let me get you out of here right. with this. We're talking with Ed Fang uh, at the Power Rank. He does NFL predictions. Um, is there a team that you think – has a great chance at the Super Bowl that's maybe undervalued. We know your 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 uh, model likes the Chiefs a lot and the Patriots. Is there any value in say a second tier team or someone that the media and the other, and the fans are not totally aware of? Yeah, I mean, I think there I would go with Minnesota. Mm. There's a lot of the same talent uh, from last year, uh, and you know when I looked at these market rankings last year, they were second behind uh, New England heading into the season. You look at you look you know you look at their defenses as just pro bowlers in, in every every unit uh, you know every level of that defense uh, cousins I mean, this team obviously struggled last year right which is why no one's really talking about them yeah but if you look at the underlying talent like I, I think there's a lot there I, I think cousins is a good quarterback if he can get some better protection he can get out that ball to, to Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen uh, two guys that I think are phenomenal um, yeah I mean that's the sleeper I don't I mean I remember I remember seeing them at Twenty or thirty to one for Super Bowl odds. Yeah, uh, I, I, I haven't checked it well, recently. Okay, but so, if you just kind of take a talent perspective, yeah. Well, I would agree with you. They're they're there. I loved them last year. Colossal letdown. How much? And again, this is tough because it comes outside of the numbers realm, and you're good at with the numbers. But what about unquantifiable stuff like Mike Zimmer's love for running the football? That's where he butted <laughs> heads. Because I, I knew their OC last year, Don DeFilippo, the guy who got fired. I went to okay. college with him. Uh, okay. and, 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 like, he wanted to pass. Great strategy. Zimmer's like, right. no, we got a defense. Let's run the ball. Let's slow it down and win with our defense. They try to run, they yeah. can't run because the offensive line was was awful. Um, and, right. and, and Zimmer is talking up the run. You know, Dalvin Cook looks healthy. I mean, right. the talent on the outside gets taken away if Zimmer's obsessed with the run. I mean, I don't see why you give Kirk Cousins $28 million to hand the ball off. But anyways, your, your, your yeah. quick thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I you know, I've heard a lot about how the Vikings want to run the ball. I didn't realize a lot of that came from Zimmer. Um, Kevin Schmansky, the new offense coordinator, has actually been talking about how running the ball does not set up play action, which is one of the more recent discoveries in the football analytics community. Ben Baldwin of The Athletic has done a lot of beautiful work. And it, it's kind of shocking the lack of relationship between running, whether it's how good you run or how often you run, 
and the effectiveness of play action. Like, you need a good quarterback to make that throw. So, I mean, I'm high on Minnesota, so I'm really hoping they choose not to run the ball <laughs> as much, <laughs> and certainly not at, a, you know, like a Seattle level where they legitimately ran more than half their plays last year and was way more than any other team in the league. Um, so they're, they're kind of saying uh, other things, I guess. Schmansky's saying other things. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see once we get into the season. Um, and, you know, if they're running the ball a lot because they're up two touchdowns in the second half, that, that's, that's okay a different too, story. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Ed, Ed Fang, you can find him on Twitter at the Power Rank. You'll get smarter uh, reading his stuff. Ed, thank you very much. Good luck this season. Thank you so much. Good luck to you, too. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, I, I didn't want to talk about this whole female kicker stuff. And, and I'm forced to. It, it's a really dumb topic. Everybody missed the boat. It's disappointing. But I'll quickly address it next here on Fox Sports Radio. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Very excited for... Uh, our team over at FS1, they got a new show coming up. Big noon kickoff on Fox starts, uh, you know, at the top of the hour. Highly recommend having that on if you got it. Uh, obviously, have the radio on as well because we got our, our gambling guest coming up. If you want to make some money on the NFL or college football, we'll talk to him in 10 minutes. Um, great stuff from Ed Fang. If you just missed that interview, uh, data scientist, he puts together a model that uh, you know predicts NFL games, you get smarter, and this is where the this is where the analytics are going in football. We saw it, you know, uh, 15, 20 years ago with Moneyball and baseball. Game has totally changed. We saw it about a decade ago. Start with the NBA and three pointers. If you missed that boat, hey, you're ten years late. The NFL's just moving into it now. We're in like year one or two where the analytics matters heavily. Remember, the Eagles Super Bowl was kind of the seminal moment as they used a lot of analytics going forward on fourth down. Folks, I'm telling you, get on board now. All right, I want to quickly cover this, what I thought was one of the dumber stories of the week. You know, like, again, I, I was telling guys, yeah, you don't see me on Twitter as much because I'm, like, researching NFL and college football. I want to crush it. And there's a lot of nonsense on Twitter. And one of the biggest dumb stories on Twitter was this Carly Lloyd story. Dumbest story of the week. Really insanely stupid. You know? The reason social media is obsessed with this is because it all tracks back to politics, right? And in case you missed it, and I hope you did, uh, U.S. women's national team player Carly Lloyd, great, great player. Historically great player. Um, She's 37, and she went to Eagles practice, and with no line, no defense, nothing, made like a 55-yard field goal. It was 55, right, Gavin? Yeah, okay. And people freak out, and they want to get out there, jump to conclusions, Matt, and say, well, she should be on an NFL roster. Yeah, Cody Parkey with his double doink. Carly Lloyd, here's a woman. Well, the NFL hates women, blah, blah, blah. Colin Kaepernick, something, something, give me a break. That's wh- And that's the problem. Can't have a real conversation on social media, especially not Twitter. So I'm, I'm off it. I'm really doing a lot less. I'm just promoting my picks, uh, you know, my links, and a couple of pithy thoughts here and there about the games. Um, this is not that hard, folks. It really is easy, okay? If an NFL team needs a kicker, like my New York Jets, bring in Carly Lloyd. Set up the special teams. 
pipe in the music, do whatever you want, have a contest between the three guys you want to try to make the team. Carly Lloyd and Joe Bob and some guy off the street who thinks he can kick field goals. I don't give a damn if Jabba the Hutt is automatic from 55. You're picking the best guy for the job. It's a kicker. I don't want to hear about the tackling. It's it's totally irrelevant. This is dumb. If Carly Lloyd can make 50-yard field goals with awesome accuracy, she's on the team. End of story. You figure out all that locker room where you want a naked girl walking around naked guys. Figure that out later. Get the best player for the job on the team, period. End of story. Coming up next here, Fox Sports Radio. Gambling. No more Carly Lloyd. If she's good, give her the job. Gambling. NFL. That's next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hour number two here on Fox Sports Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, college football kickoff one hour away around most of the country. It's been a wacky opening uh, you know, they did Thursday games, Friday games, games today, got games tomorrow, got Notre Dame on Monday, Monday night football. And of course, this feels like a gigantic appetizer um, for a uh, big appetizer for the NFL next weekend. Very excited about that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'll quickly, we, we got a guest coming up, uh, my man T.A. He's been with us for Two of the last, I guess, no, the, th- the last three football seasons. We both entered the Super Contest. We talk about our picks during the week. And um, last season, we both were pretty lights out. Um, re- listen, Gavin, I was close to winning that first three weeks. They have the quarter, Is it? I, I don't know if it's the first three or four weeks, but they have like the quarter victory. And they give out like $5,000 or something like that. 
Or fit? No, it's fifteen. It's fifteen thousand. And of course, you know, I was. Uh, I think I started like. Was it like thirteen and two? And then, of course, in in uh, week four, week I went four. like three and two yeah. and didn't win, and I was a little ticked off. Yeah. But, the crew um, was. We, we knew we, you were going to take us to Hawaii over that. Oh, listen, yeah, we hey, were, listen, we you guys know me. Uh, you guys always come through. <laughs> you book the guests. Uh, you will get hooked up. I've spent a lot of time on this. Uh, we'll have T.A. up shortly. Uh, he will be joining us. Uh, oh, he's here now. Okay, T.A., what up? What's up, Jay? How are How you, you man? Yes, it's good to have you back, T.A. I know you're fired up. T.A., can we spill the beans about your big engagement I saw on the internet? I mean, you're just such a big-time star now, man. You're, you're writing for Warren Sharp. You're going on podcasts. Listen, man, this is your time. Did you quit your job yet? No, no, no. I still got my <laughs> full-time gig. This is I'm working with Warren uh, this year part-time, just on the side, um, doing some some writing and some uh, uh, talking about the NFL, some props, some analytics. So, uh, yeah, that's been pretty exciting and got engaged last month. So a lot of things happening all at once. But uh, most importantly, uh, just signed up for the Super Contest <laughs> a few days ago in Las Vegas. So yeah, by the way, how was, fired a, up for that. how was the scene out there in Vegas? Well, I was I was there midweek, so there was really no scene. I was only uh, there for about thirty six hours. So I didn't. I wasn't there for the super contest weekend that they had last last weekend. It, it was uh, middle of the week, so I, I got it at a uh, at a downtime. Yeah, and I, I want to ask you, like, you've had a good three year run now. I mean, I I just had my best season last year, but you've been out on a bit of a tear here. Um, I got to ask, do you have to change your strategy at all, given the success, given what you've learned, or do you think you can go into it, you know, kind of the same that you have the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah. So I've hit over 60% in back-to-back years, which I'm uh, pretty proud of. But, um, yeah, it's, I think we always, you know, with the, the growing field, you know, a lot more luck gets uh, factored into it. And I think there's a lot of... Um, especially you see on Twitter and, and some talk shows and podcasts, a lot of group think, even from, you know, really smart people, you, you get kind of a, a sense of who, you know, all the sharps are on. So um, you have to kind of dodge some of those and maybe, maybe be contrarian on a couple um, that normally, you know, you think some of the sharps might be on. Um, and, you know, I did that a little bit last year, especially there's a couple, you know, the, the sharps really like to take what they call ugly dogs, right? You know, yeah. the, Dogs with fleas that, that people think are, you know, teams are undervalued. And some of those I just don't need to jump on all the time. I mean, when the Browns were 0 16 two years ago and the Sharps were on them for the entire season, I, I you know, after a few weeks, I, I stopped, uh, stopped jumping on that side and actually faded them a few times. And so, you know, you've got you to gotta dodge some of those, uh, um, those plays that you think that some of the Sharps are on and maybe you can, uh, you know, pick up a few games just by being contrarian. Yeah, so uh, let's start with week one. Uh, T.A. joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you know, there are five divisional matchups, and we had a guy on the show last week in Vegas have an interesting trend. Last five years, week one divisional matchups, the underdog is 17-4, and four, just a staggering number. I mean, it's only a five-year sample. It's only 21 games, but you have five of those matchups in week one. You got Denver-Oakland, uh, which to me is a stay away. Uh, you have the Giants and Cowboys. I think we're on different sides there. And then it gets interesting because, obviously, the big one. Buffalo versus the Jets, Eagles, Redskins, and Packers-Bears. I, I got to ask you, T.A., given that trend, and I'm not a big trend better, and I don't think you are either, but does that change your mind at all or add uh, anything to any any of those games you like? Not really. I mean, I think in general, um, you know, historically, if you take – 
underdogs in divisional games, you know, you tend to, to perform a little bit better just because teams know each other. So um, even even the bad teams in division, you know, they know the, the, the good teams in division. So, you know, there's a little bit less of a separation. Sometimes you can make up for some of the talent deficiency. So I think in general, just leaning, you know, underdog within division is uh, probably – Smart thing. I don't, you know, it's not going to change, you know, my strategy for week one um, in terms of that trend. Uh, I, I wonder how many underdogs in general have covered in week one the last five years. Because then, you know, if, if underdogs just, you know, in general are uh, covering at a high rate, then, you know, that kind of bucks that trend a little bit in division because just all underdogs are doing well. So um, I would have to see what that number is first. But, uh, you know, I haven't really uh, dug too deep into week one picks just yet, just because the lines haven't been released. But, yeah, I mean, um, the super contest lines aren't out, but some of the lines yeah. that open up in, in Vegas are out. For instance, in that oh, yeah. uh, divisional matchup, Bears were three and a half, it's down to three. I, I'm guessing for the super contest it'll land on three, but that's a Thursday game. If you want to get in on that, you got to have all your other picks. Um, what about this one? Um Eagles-Redskins. I know we've talked privately. We both like the Eagles a lot this year. I have a ticket on them to win the Super Bowl. Um, Divisional matchup, and also you get the whole one team that wasn't in the playoffs last year, Redskins, versus one that was, and historically that has favored the team that missed the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I can back the Redskins in Case Keenum, but, uh, you know, are the Eagles maybe overvalued given the hype that everybody's uh, putting upon them? No, I mean, I, I don't think they're overvalued. I, I have them winning the Super Bowl. They're, to me, they're the best team in the NFL. Uh, but if you look at their Super Bowl odds, I think they're like fourth or fifth. So they're not, you know, when you say, you know, they're getting a lot of love, there's still there's still some value there, I think. I think people are sleeping on them. They're just, they're so loaded. They're so deep. They're so well coached. Um, I think the front office is, you know, obviously I'm a big analytics guy, and they, they've they uh, been following the analytics uh, for, for a number of years. And um, I just think that they're by far the best team in the uh, NFC East. And I think the Redskins actually have a um, – I, I posted this early in July, one of my first articles on, on Sharp Football. Uh, I have the Redskins to finish with the worst record in the NFL at 10-1. to 1. Mm. Um, Even back then, I just thought that you know the, the team was just devoid of talent. I mean, you can't even uh, name their skill position guys right now. I, their wide receivers are, are a mess. No left tackle because of uh, Trent Williams. Um, out so you know that that offense is a complete disaster. I watched my Browns played the Skins. I did. Uh, I, think I it was watched the first, it. <laughs> yeah, and and Miles Garrett just absolutely destroyed. I think I think it was Eric Flowers who was playing Gosh, left tackle. Turns it was just a mass. You know, it was yeah. a massacre, and so that's just going to be a big problem against this really good Eagles defensive line. So to me, this is either you know you take the Eagles or you stay away. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch the the Redskins uh, at all. I think this. I think this could be an absolute blowout, but um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to put any money on the Redskins. I don't care what the trends say. Yeah, we're talking with my guy TA. Uh, you can find him at Cleve TA on Twitter. Uh, sharp gambling guy. Let me. Let, I, I started to look at this. The Chiefs Jags game. TA uh, opened in the summer at Chiefs five and a half. Down to three and a half at one book in Vegas. Okay, I don't think a lot of people are going to be on the Jags because obviously they weren't very good last year. Uh, they just signed Nick Foles to a big contract. Everybody likes the Chiefs. Uh, you know they were so close to getting to the Super Bowl, um, but there appears to be maybe some regression on the horizon for Mahomes just because it's imp- almost impossible to put up five thousand and fifty TDs again. Historically, it has been impossible. Uh, is there value on the Jags in Week One? Yeah, that's one that I'm definitely going to take a look at. Uh, I, 
I did actually, um, I've taken, uh, you know, two games, uh, I'll say personally, a few weeks ago. This is before the Tyreek Hill, um, I guess, reinstatement or mm. no suspension. I, I thought that the line at, at four was uh, was really it was really a good value for the Jags. I think now that Tyreek is going to play, you know, you lose a little bit of luster there. But um, I just think Kansas City last year, they, they start off so hot. If you look at the back end of their schedule last year, they started to they weren't covering games at as high of a rate as they were early in the season. So I think the market caught up with them. Yep. Uh, and I think the Jags are, with this whole Andrew Luck situation, I think the Jags are the favorite, in my opinion, to win that division. They still had a really good defense last year. They didn't turn the ball over as, or didn't cause turnovers as, as much as they did two years ago, and they still had a really highly rated defense. It was obviously all on Blake Bortles. And now you've got Nick Foles in there. And you know, to me, Nick Foles isn't a great quarterback. He's... He's just competent, right? So more competent than Bortles, right? <laughs> Certainly, right. You just need a competent quarterback who just can make a few plays and not not kill you like Bortles was. And to me, I think Leonard Fournette's going to have a huge year. So mm. I think just and from a, a value perspective, I think uh, the Jags getting over a field goal is probably uh, that's probably one of the plays I'm going to take a strong look mm. at. But it's always scary going against Mahomes in that offense, but. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as of now, that's that's definitely a play that, that I'll be looking at. All right, T.A., there's breaking news. According to Jay Glazer, it's official. Seattle has traded for Jadavian Clowney. Uh, obviously, people have to pass their physical, yada, yada, yada. Listen, I'm down on the Seahawks this year. If I read from your stuff on Warren Sharp's website, you're also not a huge Seahawks fan. Tough schedule. Uh, Jaron Reed suspended for six games. Secondary kind of in shambles. Um, no Doug Baldwin. I don't know. What does Clowney do for you? Do you have to take a second look now? Uh, again, this is a guy, Clowney, number one overall pick, never had double-digit sacks, has had some injuries. I don't know. Your thoughts on the trade and, and how it might impact uh, Seattle, which is a big favorite in week one against the Bengals. Yeah, you know, I have I have a ticket on there under eight and a half. Uh, I took that early on in July. There's a lot of, uh, I, I heard uh, you had Ed Fing on, he talked about some of the regression stats. You know, there were number one in turnover margin they recovered a ton of of their own fumbles which is a stat that you know is pretty random so you don't you don't expect it to happen again um they were outgained in a a bunch of games if you look at their efficiency metrics they were probably closer to the 20th best team in the league than a a team that that won 10 games so you know it does help they have russell wilson who can mask a lot of your deficiencies so there is a little bit of a you know, there's only so far that they can drop. Um, I think this is a seven-win team. If you if you had mm. to put a gun to my head, uh, so I think there's a little bit of value there. And, and one of the the factors um, on on defense is between Reed and between Clark, they only have I think they're they're um, the highest sack returning player has three sacks last year. Mm. So they really needed help uh, along that defensive line. So. Clowney is definitely going to help him. I mean, he's not, a, he's not, you know, a, he's not a Khalil Mack. He's not the, the type of, uh, um, you know, wrecker that's going to cause, cause me to change my opinion on, um, on the win total, but it's definitely going to help them. It's definitely a need. So, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, they obviously saw what, you know, what I saw in terms of just their, the, 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 the lack of pressure that they're going to be able to create. And so they, they tried to fill that need. So it's definitely going to help them. I just don't know if it's, you know, going to, going to win them uh, nine games now because of it. But, uh, you know, I still think it's a team that is going to have a tough schedule. I mean, you look, they play, I think they play three or four road 1 PM games in the Eastern standard oh, time last brutal. year. Last year they played, I think, uh, I think we played one, and then that was before uh, the Lions game. They had a bye, 
So they never really had to deal with that, the travel and the rest issue that these West Coast teams have to deal with. So they're going to have a couple of those. And then on prime time, they have to play a couple of road prime time games. Last year, they only played one. And you know how much of an advantage Huge. they they have at home in prime time. So having more road prime time games this year than home um, really sets them back a little bit. So I think all of those factors uh, uh, combined uh, gets me to under eight and a half. But uh but yeah, that clowny, the clowny trade definitely is um, you know something that they needed, and they'll be a team to possibly watch when you pair Reed and Clowney. Uh, all right, T.A., I'll get you out of here on this. You're Cleveland Browns. Everybody and their mom loves them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so many bets on the Browns. The line has crashed hard. Um, I, I do have to ask though, T.A., the public is going to be overwhelmingly on the Browns in Week One. The Taylor Lewan suspension for the Titans is big. Again, Miles Garrett's going to be licking his chops. Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson. I just, it's probably going to be about 80% of the public on the Browns uh, come later this week. Do you see yourself back in the Browns here, or is this a wait and see? That's, I disagree. You said 80% of the public. I, I think I mean, we'll I, get there, yeah. No, I, I don't think it will be. I think you're, you're overrating it a little bit. It's, I'm looking now, it's about you know mid-60s. So there's some public support, but it's not as overwhelming as you may think and it's funny i wrote an article uh, uh, a couple days ago you know I, all i've been hearing from from cowherd and a lot of you know a lot of guys you know cousin sal and a lot of guys that uh, talk gambling they all are fading the browns this year just in general and it's gotten to the point of i think they're just doing it because they don't they just don't like baker mayfield they don't like how the browns have talked you know talk so much they don't like kind of all the you know publicity that they're getting there's no real data uh, to support fading the Browns. I mean, talent-wise, they have a top-five talented roster. They have the fourth-easiest schedule in the NFL if you look at um, expected win totals for their opponents. Uh, they've got uh, you know, a second-year quarterback at Baker Mayfield who had one of the best rookie seasons in NFL history for a quarterback. You add all this you know, talent in terms of OBJ and Olivier Vernon on defense, Sheldon Richardson. I mean, they are absolutely loaded. I, I don't see any reason why they can't win 10 games. I'm not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but to me, winning nine, ten games is is I think that the Vegas win total at nine, nine and a half is just about right. Hmm. Um, so I just don't understand this. You know, oh, there's no way the Browns could take the leap. I mean, I, I posted it last year in the first eight games under Hugh Jackson. We know how incompetent he was. <laughs> they had, they had, they were number one in the NFL in turnover margin. They created 22 takeaways. Okay, and they had 11 uh, turnover margin differential. Uh, since 1990, there have been I think 42 teams that had a plus 11 or more turnover margin through the first eight games. They're the only team, the only team out of 42 that had an under 500 record. They were two five and one to start mm. the season. So that tells you okay. just, I mean, what Hugh Jackson did to that team. So yeah. if you flip it, if they were even 500, you know, they're they're a 10 win team yeah. last year. All so. Right. I think I think perception would have changed if uh, you know Hugh Jackson wasn't there. So I, I think this I think the Browns. It's not by I'm not biased at all. I think they definitely are a contender uh, in the AFC, and I think they could win ten games. All right, TA. There you have it. We'll have him every week on Saturday, revealing our super contest picks. TA, good stuff. Study up. I'm sure we'll have plenty of text conversations this week. Uh, have a great week, and congrats on the en- engagement. All right, thanks, Jason. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. You know, last week after the show. Andrew Luck decided to retire. I haven't weighed in on it yet. Um, You know I'm a big Andrew Luck fan. So we're going to dive into that next uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Farmers Insurance, we have concrete evidence that parking under an industrial cement mixer... That's just asking for trouble. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. You know what song this is from? This is from when people make memes of somebody getting sent back. I didn't even know this was a real, like, full song. I thought that was just, like... But who's, what song is this? It's by the Bag Raiders. Don't know them. That's the age we live in now. Some tune comes out, you don't know who made it. I am a song guy versus like a group guy. And the songs are usually tied to awesome moments, whether I'm got a new car and I'm driving, in a bar, meet girls, taking shots with buddies, you know, whatever it is. Um, I like that. It's not bad. I might have to download that. By the way, Sam, what's going on with iTunes? Is it going away? Should I stop paying for music? And just do the Spotify monthly make your playlist stuff. I know they are um, they are getting rid of it, aren't they? I think it's going to merge into just Apple Music. I think that's all it's going to okay, be. Okay, but I mean, again, I was a guy who never paid for songs, and all of a sudden I started paying like you know five years ago. And I, I mean, I still have my old songs that I got bootlegged or whatever. And then I've got all these songs I paid for. Uh, am I wasting money? I don't under uh, you know. I would go with Spotify. That's my preferred. Wait, how much is that a month? Ten dollars, nine ninety nine. Uh, that's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. You get everything, and you can call yeah. up any song you want anytime. Yes, you can also, you know, if you connect to Wi Fi, you can download it. So when you're on a plane or something, you can still listen to the songs. Huh? You don't, you don't have to be okay. On the I love show. it. I, I love it, Tim Tebow. I love Tim Tebow. Uh, back here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed that gambling segment with TA, that was like fifteen juicy minutes. I mean, uh, how is your beak officially wet for Week One, Gavin? It has to be. Oh, yeah. I, I could have is, gone through every game there. I know. 
I got I'm, some thoughts I'm on Bucks Niners. <laughs> Nobody cares. I, I I think there's not a play on the Niners at hand. I don't know. Um, Exciting weekend. It is. Oh, gosh, I'm fired up. All right, let's move on to Andrew Luck. So, of course, he decided to retire after last week's show. This kind of sucked. Um, it's funny. Remember how I tied Cam Newton in? He, you know, Andrew Luck is the blueprint. He's got to change. Well, it's funny. Somebody hit me up. was like, you know, you had a good take. I think Cam Newton's the next guy to retire early. <laughs> um, but here's the big difference between Cam and Andrew Luck. Cam Newton's identity is he is a football player. He loves the adulation that comes with being a quarterback and dancing and dabbing and all that. I talked to a player from Stanford uh, who lives near me, and he was like, dude, Andrew Luck, that was never his identity. He wasn't like, I'm a quarterback in the NFL. I love walking around and waving to fans. And He was Andrew Luck human, not Andrew Luck quarterback. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I actually commend Andrew Luck for that. Because a lot of guys, when they're ready to walk away, they can't because they're so used to the fame and fortune and the trappings of being an NFL quarterback. Um, and then Luck takes the stand to talk about it after getting booed. And I don't want to go overboard here. You guys know I'm in the tank for Andrew Luck. But if Einstein starts talking about the speed of light, you listen. When Andrew Luck stands there and starts talking about retiring at 29 because his body's breaking down, you better listen. I know we're at an age where, where, where Drew Brees and Tom Brady are going to play till their 40s, deep into their 40s. And no, I'm not comparing Andrew Luck to Albert Einstein. But this is a superstar quarterback who was pegged for greatness. Who played with a crappy supporting cast in Indy. No line. Took him to the AFC Championship. This guy was a lock to make the Hall of Fame. He was definitely on track. He just up and walks away. I I, I think we need to listen closely to what Andrew Luck said. Because, folks, I don't know, man. This can't be good. We've got, we've got to protect our quarterbacks. Teams, to an extent, the league. You start losing. Got, remember, two years ago, Andrew Luck was down for the count. A lot of other quarterbacks got hurt, and the league really suffered. Ratings were down. It wasn't because of Kaepernick. It was because the star quarterbacks were hurt. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, my man Jonathan Jones coming in. He writes for SI Now, the Monday morning quarterback. We're going to ask him about Cam Newton and other NFL preseason and NFL tidbits. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron, the latest in sports. Jason, Fox Sports' Jay Glazer reporting that the Seahawks and Texans have agreed to trade parameters to send Jadevian Clowney to Seattle contingent upon Clowney and other players involved in the deal passing physicals. John Glennon of The Athletic cleverly observed a short time ago on Twitter that in the span of just the last week, the AFC South has seen the departures of Andrew Luck, Lamar Miller, and now Jadevian Clowney. So apparently only the Tennessee Titans have emerged unscathed in the division through the past week. Adam Schefter reporting this morning that the Buffalo Bills are releasing six-time Pro Bowl running back LaShawn McCoy. And NFL media reports the Bengals are waving linebacker Malik Jefferson a third-round pick for them last season and that the Vikings are acquiring cornerback Mark Fields in a trade from the Kansas City Chiefs. In college football Friday night, Nevada stunned Purdue 34-31 as Nevada freshman kicker Brandon Talton 
nailed the game-winning 56-yard field goal at the gun. And finally, the Houston Chronicle reports that the Rockets have agreed to a four-year, $76 million extension with shooting guard Eric Gordon. Back to Jason McIntyre in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Sorry about that. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All yours, Jason. Uh, Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. My next guest, uh, I've known him for a while. I'm looking forward to hanging out with him at the Super Bowl in Miami in uh, five, six months. He's a good guy. He knows the NFL as well as anybody. Knows Cam Newton very well. Uh, welcome in Jonathan Jones from SI. Jonathan, how are you? Jason, I'm doing well, brother. How are you? I, I, you know, I'm pretty good. Big morning. Hey, listen, I love it when actually big news happens during the show. Uh, I want to quickly get your thoughts on the Jadavian Clowney trade. Um, someone actually mentioned that the AFC South has lost Lamar Miller. Jadavian Clowney and Andrew Luck in the span of a week or like 10 days. That's bananas. Uh, your thoughts on the trade and how it impacts Seattle? Yeah, it's tough to care about the AFC South, right? I mean, Deshaun Watson is really the only reason for most anyone to tune in to any AFC South game, uh, it seems, this year. And so it is interesting, these like once-in-a-generation prospects, right? Jadavian Clowney was the guy who uh, coming out of high school, everybody was like, well, he could probably play in the NFL right now. And then you got Andrew Luck, of course, the best quarterback prospect since uh, since John Elway. And both of them now have left the AFC South. As far as the trade goes, listen, I, I really like the Seahawks. I'm always going to like the Seahawks when Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are together. And so now you add this pass rusher who, you know, what you know, the, the most interesting part to all of this is not necessarily that he joined Seattle, who I think is already a playoff team. Uh, and will continue to be. What What I think is interesting is that he met with Brian Flores and Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins, and he said, hey, listen, it's not just that losing for one season is going to be bad, because he has to understand going into that meeting that they were going to be losing in 2019. He must, see, he must figure that they don't have the kind of plan that he wants to be a part of beyond 2019. That's interesting. You're bullish on the Seahawks. I don't know. We've had two guys on today who were kind of down on them from losing Clark, uh, the Reed suspension, uh, you know, no Doug Baldwin, Russell Wilson bailing them out uh, seemingly every week last year. But you think this is big. I, I wonder, do you think it'll be by midseason they start to turn it around or, or right out of the gate you, you do like the, the, the Seahawks? I just, hey, listen, I live in North Carolina. My, my Tar Heels are about to play tonight. I've been seeing Russell Wilson do what he shouldn't <laughs> do for a very long time. And so I learned a long time ago, more than a decade ago, I'm not betting against Russell Wilson. So each year we do the same thing with the Seahawks really since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. Yeah, is this the year they take a step back? And then really, really each year he leads them to at least nine or ten wins. So I just, I'm done betting against Russell Wilson. I've seen it now for a decade. You're not getting that from me. We're talking with Jonathan Jones, uh, covers the NFL for SI. You can follow him on Twitter at jjones9. All right, let me ask you about Cam Newton. Uh, twice in the last three years he's had shoulder surgery. I believe one was a cleanup, one was the big surgery. Um, this is a guy who's 30. 
And it feels like, you know, last year everything was set up for him to have an awesome year. He was 6-2 and two and rolling before that T.J. Watt hit. Um I don't know, your thoughts on him bouncing back, and I kind of tied him to Andrew Luck last week, uh, with Luck, of course, kind of changing his running style and becoming more of a pocket guy. Do you see Cam actually doing less running to preserve his career? No, because two <laughs> years ago two years ago at SI.com, I wrote a story about how you know the, the Panthers were more or less trying to change Cam's stripes, that they were going to go the Ben Roethlisberger mold where, hey, let's stick in the pocket, let's preserve you. And then you know what he did in that 2017 season? He went on to rush more times than he ever had in a season in his career. And oh. so, you know, joke, so joke was on me, right? And it, he's just, he's not going to change. And I, I don't know if he should. Like, this is who he is, and this is what makes him such a, a, a threat at quarterback what made him the MVP a few years ago. So, you know, it's it's cruel that it, it's not actually the legs that uh, have, have kept him injured. It's his arm that we've never had any doubts about coming out of Auburn. Uh, and so the, the big worry here for the Panthers is he looks fantastic in training camp. Uh, there, there are two real worries. One, is he going to keep that same compact throwing motion when the bullet's really flying during game time? We saw it that he did, you know, but he was only in for a few snaps against the Patriots. And then the other thing is, are they going to be in a, in a position midway through the year where his arm gives out again? They hope that they have fixed this, but is this going to continue to crop up every single year? They hope not, of course. And, listen, this team is not going anywhere without Cam. If you have seen any of their backup quarterbacks, this is not a team that can compete in 2019 without Cam Newton at quarterback. Hey, what about Will Greer? Come on, John. <laughs> Sounding a little <laughs> bit short. Uh, all right, now listen. I'm contractually obligated to ask you about the Cleveland Browns. I think if you do a radio show, a podcast, TV, anything, you have to talk about the Cleveland Browns. I don't know what to ask you. Uh, I, I'm not as <laughs> bullish on them as everyone else. You know, um, I don't know what you bu- you buying the Browns this quickly. No, I'm not. And so, and listen, that doesn't mean that I hate the Browns. It doesn't mean that, like, I don't think they're going to be a good team. They obviously have really good pieces. And if this defense can be the number one defense, like, I think that they, they possibly could be, uh, led by defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. If, if Miles Garrett can start approaching that 15 to 18 sack range, I do think that they can be a number one defense. And if they are, then they're absolutely in the playoffs because no top defense stays out of the playoffs. But I'll just say this is that for so many years, there were 31 NFL teams, and then there were the Cleveland Browns. And so last year, they became part of the 32. And they realized that, hey, the margin of, of victory or the margin of defeat in the NFL is very, very close, right? Well, in that margin, if you take it three points or fewer, so a field goal, the, the Browns last year went 2-4-1 and one in games decided by a field goal uh, or less. And so when it comes down to those, to those really tight games, they did not succeed out of the – you know, like I said, out of the seven games, they won two of them. And so, you know, I need to see more out of them. I, I need to see what happens when adversity hits this team, when they lose three straight with a first-year head coach mm-hmm. with a lot of egos on that offensive side. So that's the reason I'm not buying, just because there there are too many, I think, potentially combustible elements on this team right now. But they have just as much talent as anybody else in the NFL. All right, I'll get you out of here. By the way, I largely agree with everything you said. I I like that about the Browns. Uh, I'll get you out of here on this, John. Jimmy Garoppolo took some heat in the preseason uh, for one bad game. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones... Uh, on fire. Daniel Jones couldn't miss a pass. I mean, geez, he looked like Joe friggin' Montana out there. What what are we supposed to make of the preseason? I mean, I I will add this. Sean McVay played no starters last year, and the Rams opened the season 8-0. 
Okay, quarterback preseason go. Listen, I first of all, I've never been a huge Jimmy G fan, so you know I, I don't think that he's as bad as he looked in that preseason game. But I also don't know if he's like you know the guy that everybody was hyping him up to be uh, when he got that major bag. As far as Daniel Jones goes, right? Like, <laughs> I think everyone is eating crow right now, and I know it's easy to say. Listen, it's it's obvious that Eli right now they have to start Eli in Week One. Uh, I, I think it's. I don't understand why people don't understand what the Giants are saying that they want Eli to have a great year, but they will pull uh, the ripcord on Eli at some point in the season, and they're not going to tell you. They don't have this matrix, right, that says, "Hey, if we start one and three, that's where we pull Eli." <laughs> it's not, you know. And I think a lot of people want that, want them to say that it's going to be a feel thing. As far as preseason goes, you know, it is it is extremely difficult to tell. But Daniel Jones, I think that. Just like you know, at the Senior Bowl, for example, you can tell the, who the who the standouts are, and all right, maybe this guy needs some work. If you stand out in the preseason, I do think that that means something. Uh, and I don't know if you have to buy in completely to somebody struggling in the preseason. But Daniel Jones, listen, I've watched a, uh, plenty of Duke football more than I'd like to admit, uh, and you know, I I did not see this coming. From young Danny, Danny Dimes. <laughs> Danny Dimes. Hey, by the way, I'm on East Carolina getting 18, uh, 16 or 18 against your Wolfpack today. Any, any scouting report there? Or <laughs> <laughs> I just love that NC State keeps getting noon kickoffs, and it's going to be 100 degrees in that stadium, and nobody's going to show up. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yes, East Carolina, baby. Pirate up or whatever they say in East Carolina. All right, Jonathan Jones, SI. You can follow him at jjones9. Thanks again, and I'll see you in Miami. Hey, appreciate it, man. All right, the great Jonathan Jones. Listen, listen back to his comments on the Browns, folks. I, I totally agree with that. I've been saying some of that. It's really going to be interesting how they handle adversity with all those personalities in the locker room. Uh, all right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Listen, it's NFL time. It's college football time. We're not doing a lot of NBA, but there is one topic that came up this week, and it keep kept coming up, and... I, I, I don't want to respond, but I have to. So we'll do that next year on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're having a phenomenal weekend. College football kicking off Across the country. Very exciting day. We got a guy here in the studio wearing an Iowa Hawkeyes jersey. When do they kick off, Sam? Uh, they play at uh, 4.30 Pacific time. 4.30. Ooh, so a night game, huh? Yeah, kind of interesting. A night game for the opener against the MAC team. I'm like, eh. Was it Kinnick Stadium? Is that what it is? That's right. I know my, I know my stadiums. Um, listen, the college football slate is not amazing this weekend. It's good. It's exciting. Um, mostly because it's here. Uh, I am personally excited to see Nebraska. I have a tiny futures ticket on Adrian Martinez to win the Heisman. It's not going to happen, you know. It's just, but I-, I love what I saw at the end of the year from them. I think they will pop this year. We got Ryan Day, first game as head coach at Ohio State with the new quarterback Justin Fields. Here's a fun nugget for you: there are three Georgia quarterbacks starting. This weekend, Jake Fromm, obviously at Georgia, stud. He's probably a first round pick. They got the kid Jacob Eason, who's starting at Washington, big six five, cannon armed guy. And then, of course, Justin Fields, uh, the uh, the former number one recruit who was with Georgia last year and transferred. He's about to take the field for the Ducks. Uh, I'm sorry for the Buckeyes. Um, this is his first start. Um, it should be exciting. You know, I, again, the slate is not incredible. Oregon-Auburn later is great. Now, I will say this. Next weekend, there's a couple games. A&M versus Clemson. That should be phenomenal. I think Nebraska-Colorado will be very good. Uh, and then there's, oh yeah, obviously, LSU-Texas. That will be a, a just a tremendous game. Two top 10 teams slugging it out. Uh, so next weekend is the one to get excited about. And of course, for the West Coast listeners out there, Stanford, USC. Listen, if USC fails tonight against Jeff Tedford and Fresno, Tedford's never won in the Coliseum. If JT Daniels can't get off on the right foot and they have to face Stanford next week, Stanford, of course, playing Northwestern in a game uh, that, what do they call that, the Nerd Bowl or whatever. Um, hey, listen, nothing wrong with being a nerd. Being nerd is Being nerdy is cool. It means you're smart. It means you're going to make money. So somebody calls you a nerd. That's fine. I'm going to be wealthy. I know computers. I, I'm I'm intelligent. Like that's a good thing. Remember how being a nerd used to be like a knock. Like you want to be a nerd now. So there's the nerd bowl, Northwestern and Stanford. All right. So I want to quickly go through some picks for today. Um, Iowa Sam, I don't know if you got a pick. I mean, you you do have a pick. He's thumbs up. Well, let's start. Gavin, I'll give you first up. Is there a game you've bet on, a a pick that you want to toss out? Uh, The game I feel pretty strongly about, you will disagree with me, is Auburn. I like Auburn today against Oregon. It's been hard to trust the Pac-12 right now. But Oregon has a lot of injuries right now, especially to the wide receiver core. 
And you kind of need those guys against Auburn's defense. And they're they're strong up front. But where no you're going to no concerns about the true freshman quarterback. Uh oh, just well, oh, no. oh, 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 there we go, Justin Fields. See ya, <laughs> fifty yard touchdown run up the middle. Look at that. Welcome to Columbus. They a little RPO action, uh, linebackers bit, and Fields. Boy, he's fast. Uh, I don't want to say he's Tommy Frazier, but he can scoop. That, untouched, I think, fifty yards up the middle. Buckeyes took him less than two minutes to score. Here's the replay, the fake to Dobbins, and then look at this. Linebacker, line bite, and then, oh, look at that whole see you wouldn't want to be you. Looks like you made the right, the right decision. By the way, Chargers did release Cardell Jones. That oh. era has ended. He played a hell of a preseason, so I, I hope he lands Hell somewhere. of a, in a good way? Yeah, no, re- he looked really good. Do you remember how good he was in that, what, three-game stretch? It was like the oh, Big yeah. Ten championship, playoff game against Bama, and national title against Oregon? Yes. Yep. And he was like, he should come out. He should come out. He stayed in school, made a colossal mistake, uh, got kind of exposed, and then fell in the draft. And now he's out of the league. Is he going to make a practice squad? Yeah, because I th- I really do think he'll be one of the better backups around the league. You know, maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick ceiling. You know? Jeez, that, we'll that's, see. that's uh, aggressive. One other game I want to highlight. Tomorrow in Oklahoma, Houston, uh, Dana... Dana Holgerson over there now, uh, but Oklahoma, and here's why, okay? Not a big Jalen Hurts fan. I'm a little worried about their offensive line. It's a 23-point spread, so it's, it's pretty big, but I like Oklahoma's defense. I've been hearing a lot about their you new defense. You like defensive. Oklahoma's defense. The worst do. defense in the Big 12 well, last year. But look at defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. Right. He turned Washington State from the 97th ranked um defense in defensive efficiency to third when he got there. Mm-hmm. So I think he can do a similar transformation over at Oklahoma. He also kind of knows Holgerson's offense because it came from the Mike Leach system. Mm-hmm. They've all kind of been around. So I, I do look at that game and I kind of like laying the points with Oklahoma. And that, that, that's interesting. Um, hmm. Oklahoma, I, I, I just look at the defense. Did you know for the first time since 1996, they did not have a defensive player drafted. Did not know last that. year. I mean, they, 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 there's no not talent one. there. Yeah. Not one. I mean, you look back. Oh, there's Nebraska, and is he going to get there? Is he going to get? No. Listen, Adrian Martinez is throwing darts, folks. Hit the hit the tight end in the seam. That's a big boy right there. And they're first and in goal inside the ten. I like Adrian Martinez, man. I'm telling you, he was a true freshman last year. Put up some numbers, Sam. The thing is about the talent issue is, like, you would argue UCLA has better talent than Cincinnati the other day, but it kind of came down to coaching, didn't it? I mean, Mm. Chip Kelly, to me, got completely outcoached in that game. His quarterback didn't help. That that, that quarterback did not help. Hold up, hold up. Do they have the talent? This is only his second year, right? So this is what his... Is this technically his first recruiting class, or did he yeah, have one after Yeah, and by the way, Chip Kelly famously doesn't like to recruit. He so doesn't. I would blame himself on that. Mm. Uh, Boise, Florida State just kicked off. Boise, first play from scrimmage, 25-yard run up the middle. FSU, man. I don't know. We'll see about FSU this year. You like them or no? Uh, no. no. Yeah, I, I like I'm Boise sorry, in this game, Jason. You do? You're on Boise. Yeah, I do like Boise. Even though this game had to be moved to Tallahassee. It was originally going to be in Jacksonville, but then because of Hurricane Dorian, it was moved to Tal- to Tallahassee. Oh, so they're basically, it's a home game. It's for a home the, game. For the Seminole. Yeah. Look at that second, but Boise looking good. I mean, it's early. Uh, very early. Um, so games starting around the country. I- I'm going to give out a game I really like, and 
Uh, I, I don't know if a lot of guys are going to be on this. Just simply because I like to try to go off the board and find some unique teams that nobody else is talking about. I kind of like Illinois. Lovey Smith. So I read this great anecdote that Lovey Smith, whose calling card in the NFL was defense, right, with the Chicago Bears. His defense at Illinois was 128 out of 130 last year. So what did they do? They went to the defensive meeting room and wrote on the wall 128 to remind everybody, you sucked last year. And and I kind of like that. And and Lovey Smith finally, I think he's year four there, uh, finally has a roster full of his guys. There are no excuses. Illinois favored by 18. I know y'all think I'm crazy for backing a pretty bad Illinois team, but I, I kind of had to do it. I put some money on them, and uh, this is a team that lost... 63 to nothing last year at home to Iowa. Okay? I'm sure you remember that game, Sam. 63 to nothing. Iowa curb stomping Illinois. Um, and so they got a quarterback from Michigan, Brandon Peters, who, you know, I, I kind of like. I'm still salty at him two years ago, that bowl game. Listen, hardcore gamblers always forget the losses. And Michigan led South Carolina 19 to 3 in a bowl game. And they're in total control. I felt like the cover was no doubt. And then Brandon Peters started vomiting on himself. And it was just ugly. I mean, interception, interception. And they ended up losing no cover. I was like, not in tears, but I was livid. I don't cry, folks. I'm a grown man. I don't cry over gambling losses. I just get angry. Um, But I think Brandon Peters will be fine for Illinois. And I like Illinois by 18. Any other games jump out at you, uh, Iowa Sam or Gavin? I'll say this one. Virginia is at Pitt. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like them to cover that two-and-a-half win big. Because Virginia, with Bronco Mendenhall, vastly improved last year. The the, the Wahoos, the Cavs, they're going to be good. They're going to be stealthy good. And then Pitt, Pitt, I I haven't done research on Pitt. I'm sorry. Apologies. I haven't dove. I didn't do a deep dive into the Pitt Panthers. Pitt is coached by um, former Michigan State defensive coordinator. Someone help Gavin help me out here. Uh, I I missed that. Sorry, I was looking at something else. Uh oh. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of news coming down. So. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Ohio State just get, forces a three and out. Guy runs a punt back like 50 yards. All right, so the Buckeyes are going to cover. That's looking good. Uh, you got another one, Gavin? I don't. I, I I've been kind of loading up on NFL right now, doing a lot of fantasy deep dives and stuff. Um, I'm very interested in the Stanford Northwestern game. Which Great. side? Oh, man, I, I I would lean Stanford, but I the six and a half is kind of that's oh, a big number. Yeah. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's a cover machine on the road. I mean that guy. I, I don't like to bet against him when he's on the road. And the Northwestern dog. defense is pretty good. Should be good. Uh, let's see about the quarterback. The best quarterback they've ever had, probably at least the highest rated. The kid Hunter Johnson from uh, Clemson. He, uh, he transferred because, obviously, you're not playing at Clemson right now uh, with Trevor Lawrence there. By the um, way, did you have a problem with Trevor Lawrence the other night? He didn't look good. I mean, he threw like a high school JV interception in the flat. Did you see that? Yeah. But I like the recovery where he ran back, got the angle, and chopped the kid down inside the five, and then they held at the goal line. Um, so Clemson covered for me in the first half. I'm leery to bet them full game. 
because I think they're going to be pulling Ross and uh, all these studs that they've got. ETN, who had a monster game. Hot take, uh, Trevor Lawrence is a product of great weapons in Clemson. You know, you've got Higgins, he's got uh, Justin Ross. That is is a hot take. Ohio State, uh, Ryan Field. Uh, Ryan Day, his new quarterback, Justin Field, just threw a touchdown pass to some guy who was open by like 15 yards. Now, he was the number one high school quarterback, right, a couple of years ago? Yeah, or, Justin or last, Fields. Yeah. Yeah, look at, I mean, look at this Georgia. tight end. Look at that. The crossing pattern. Nobody within 10 yards of him. Buckeyes, two TDs within the first uh, four minutes. Meanwhile, Florida State, Cam Akers to the house. Boise was driving, turned it over. Florida State, boom, boom. Seminoles are back. Let me just say this, Gavin. When I was a young guy and I would hear the tomahawk chop, I loved it. It was the quintessential college football back when FSU mattered with um, Bobby Bowden. uh, And do we have the tomahawk chop? uh, I tried to teach it to my kids. And and then my wife's like, you do you know like losers are gonna be like, dude, that you, you can't American. I, I was just gonna say that. Of, I don't even give a damn. Like, <laughs> who cares? This is a cool song for college football. There it is. It just feels like. By Saturday. the way, shout out to Mission Viejo High School. We had the same chant going on at uh, Did our. Did you? Yeah. And it looks cool when you got oh, eighty thousand yeah. people doing the chop. Uh, listen, stop with the cultural appropriation. I need that to be. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to make that my alarm for Saturday mornings when I wake up for this show. Six o'clock, at 5.55, the alarm goes off, and I want it to be the Tomahawk Chop. You know what I was thinking about the other day watching uh, BYU-Utah? download that right now. How soon does the Holy War get kind of, they have a problem with that name, the Holy oh, the, War. That's, I that's right. I could just see that being a thing. Um, so Wouldn't make any sense, but. Game's okay. off to a good start. Um I'm told to keep an eye on Iowa State here. They're 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 changing a lot of folks. Uh, they did not look sharp in the first drive. But Matt Campbell, the Jets kicked the tires on Matt Campbell. He's going to be an NFL coach sooner than later. Iowa Sam, as an Iowa as our resident Iowa expert, where are you on Matt Campbell? Oh, he's great. And let me tell you something. So yesterday, the line for that game was 18 and a half points. Overnight, you do not see this very often. It jumped five points to twenty three and a half. What? Twenty three and a half went from eighteen and a half to twenty three and a half. Hmm. How does that, that? That's crazy. Was there a suspension? A quarterback change? I don't know. I that, mean, that that must have been big, big money. Big money. Like six, six figures, seven figures coming in on Iowa State. Wow. So early Heisman voting right now, or Heisman candidate Justin Fields, two of two, thirty yards, <laughs> <laughs> one touchdown, <laughs> one carry for fifty one yards and. You know, it's funny when everybody says it's Trevor or Tua for the Heisman. Um, you just you look at one thing and you're like, okay, last year at this time, did anyone on planet Earth have Kyler Murray winning the Heisman? No, nobody. He wasn't on the radar. He hadn't started a game for Oklahoma, and he gets in the Lincoln uh, Riley system, puts up monster numbers, and wins the Heisman. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to talk to Bruce Feldman, college football sideline reporter. He also writes for The Athletic. Um, He's going to chime in on everything that's going on in college football. Boy, Justin Fields, he's looking sharp for Ohio State. And uh, we'll talk to Bruce Feldman next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
Fields on second down, takes off running straight ahead to the Owls, 40 to the 30 down the left side field. To the Owls, 10, and he takes it into the end zone for a touchdown run of 50-plus. Welcome to Columbus, Justin Fields, 51-yard TD run, 6-0 Buckeyes. There it is, Learfield IMG Sports, Justin Fields carving up Lane's Kiff, Lane Kiffin's defense, and I put defense in air quotes because, my gosh, I don't think this is defense. It, it is embarrassing. Less than six minutes in, Buckeyes 21, Lane Kiffin 0. It's a bloodbath. Uh, joining the show now, my man Bruce Feldman, Fox College football reporter, college football writer for The Athletic. Bruce, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, Jason. Good to be on with you. Yeah, hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, Buckeyes look good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I got to say, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson did not look sharp in the opener. Maybe he wasn't showing anything. Maybe he read a lot of his preseason clippings. Um, Justin Fields looks incredible. It's only three drives, but he looks phenomenal. I mean, did you see this coming? And, you know, is this kind of a loss for Georgia letting this guy go? Well, I mean, look, this guy, a lot of people in that Elite 11 world said Justin Fields was even more talented than Trevor Lawrence. Now, I don't want to look, it's Florida Atlantic right now. They they really struggled last year. It's early. I mean, we need to see, I think if, if Justin Fields, if we're going to talk about him, Trevor Lawrence has done it. He lit up Alabama. He played well against really good opponents. Mm. He did it over an extended you know period of time. I think what we need to see from Justin Fields, I think the biggest question mark with him, he's got a strong arm, he's a smart kid, he's a big kid who can really run. Um, consistently, can he be accurate downfield? You know, if Because we've seen that from Trevor Lawrence. So now when we get to see that from Justin Fields, but he is, he is a really big athletic kid, and he's a smart kid. So I think a lot of the recruiting people who you know evaluated him they knew he was special. Now, as far as Georgia, right now, Georgia, you know, Jake Fromm makes that system go. It's a really good play-action play game, and he was a tough guy to beat out. And I think that, that you know what, it, it's a situation where I don't think that they looked and said they knew Justin Fields was special, but it's hard to go away from the guy who they, had, who they knew could really run that system well and win big games. Talk with Bruce Feldman, Fox College football reporter. Uh, Justin Fields just torching uh, Florida Atlantic right now. Then again, Kyler Murray torched them last year in the opener and eventually uh, went on to win a Heisman. Bruce, I, I want to pivot here and ask about uh, Oregon and Auburn. That's kind of the marquee game today. Uh, I don't know. I, I picked Oregon. You know, you got to go with Justin Herbert and the experience offensive line. But I don't know. I'm kind of having some buyer's remorse. Uh, this Auburn defense is pretty nasty. Uh, what do you know? Uh, you, you know, you wrote the book literally on young quarterbacks. What do you know about Bo Nix, uh, the, the the true freshman who's getting his first start today? Yeah, his his dad was a really good quarterback at Auburn in the early '90s, and then he was a college coach. And this kid has been really raised into it. This was not a great 2019 was not a great quarterback class from a recruiting standpoint, but a lot of people thought Bo Nix was, was as good as there was. And I think, look, Gus Malzahn is going to take over the play calling duties. I think what's an interesting chess match here is Gus Malzahn be really hands-on now, true freshman quarterback, going up against a new defense coordinator at Oregon, Andy Avalos. He came from Boise State, really well-thought-of guy on the West Coast, takes over for Jim Levitt. 
I think that uh, you know he's going to see some things that are a little different than maybe what they've what we've known from Oregon in the last few years. But uh, to me, the biggest challenge here is can Oregon's offensive line, which is as good as there is on the West Coast, and Mario Cristobal, the head coach, their big physical tough guy himself, former offensive lineman, came from Alabama and really tried to build this program in Alabama's image of being a bully and how they recruit his similar style to what Alabama does. They go up against Auburn and Derek Brown in that group. That is a great game within a game. You know, ultimately, you mentioned Justin Herbert. He's bit, he's got a huge arm. He's athletic and he's smart. Justin Herbert, you know, he there's times where he has struggled in on the big stage and they've struggled away from Austin. If he's a top five pick, we need to see it and we need to see it in this environment. And if he plays like a top five pick, I think it'll be a huge win for Oregon in the Pac-12. If he doesn't, it could be a rough a rough trip yeah. home for the Ducks. Bruce, let me quickly ask you about the Pac-12. I opened the show today kind of talking about, uh, you know, I just moved out here three years ago, and whether, you know, there's this perception on the West Coast that they are soft and they're not tough, like the East Coast, smash mouth football, all that stuff. Um, I don't. I, I, does any team and conference need a win bigger than Oregon? Because remember, Washington uh, lost the season opener last year to Auburn. Never really recovered. They, they can't win bowl games that matter. I don't. They haven't won a title in 15 years. The longest drought of any Power Five conference. I don't know. Just your thoughts on the Pac-12 and toughness. Well, I, the people who say that there's no toughness in the Pac-12, they need to go to a Utah game and mm. watch them from field level. Utah is as physical as anybody. But you know what? They're, they're the one team that I think people feel very confident in who, who are you know, inside football and look and go, okay, that's a physical, nasty team in the image of their head coach, Kyle Whittingham. As far as the rest of this, I, <laughs> I think there has been a disconnect where you haven't, you know they're not. They haven't been as as talented on the D line as say the SEC and some of the guys. Quite honestly, I see in the Big Ten every week, and uh, even the physical team. Stanford was a really physical team for a long time. We have them today against Northwestern, who is in that Iowa, North Iowa, Wisconsin, you know, physical smash mouth style. And we need to see Stanford get back to that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big question with the Pac-12, and it didn't go go bad overnight and it won't get fixed in one game but they need some good things to happen uh, you know because last year they really kind of seemed like a lot of people put their chips on the table for that washington game and they really kind of just stubbed their toe in the red zone too much i'm talking to bruce feldman fox college football reporter also a writer for the athletic bruce let me ask you about stanford northwestern um northwestern have they made a decision yet on the quarterback, you know, obviously the kid Hunter Johnson from Clemson, the transfer is very good. I guess they have another kid whose dad played in the NFL. Um, can, can you know? Can Pat Fitzgerald keep his keep his underdog magic at play? We know on the road as a dog, he's been lights out the last few years. They have, and uh, look, I, I would expect to see both both quarterbacks. Mm. So the, the the other kid is a fifth year uh, senior who is a former walk on. It's Trent Green's son, you know, who obviously played with the Rams and, and bounced around the NFL. And T.J. Green, is, is they love him as a leader. They said he's a really smart kid and understands the system. Hunter Johnson throws it as well as anybody. He was a former five-star uh, recruit who went to Clemson and ended up leaving. And right now, you know what? They said he's come light years since the spring. But, remember, you know, what's interesting is Hunter Johnson coming out of is in the same recruiting class as Tua Tagovailoa, as Jake Fromm, and Sam Ellinger. 
You know who was ranked highest among them by all the two four sevens of the world? Hunter Johnson. Wow. So, you know, look, that as good as Fitz's teams have been, they have not really lit up the scoreboard. They just they just punch people in the mouth and they stay on them and they don't beat themselves. If this offense can take the next step and become a little more dangerous in the passing game, you know, they may be a legit top 15, top 10 team, not just a top 25 caliber team. Wow. Jeez. High praise, potentially, Northwestern. All right, uh, Bruce. Potentially. Potentially, potentially. yeah. I forgot the word potential. Uh, Bruce, I'll get you out of here with this. Uh, let, let me get your thoughts on uh, on Georgia. Can they win the SEC? Because the last two years against Alabama, I don't want to say they've dominated, but they have led for almost the entire entirety of both games before coughing it up late. Is this the year they finally break through with Fromm and DeAndre Swift? I think it's, if, if they don't win the national title this year or next year, and I'm a Georgia fan, I'm pretty devastated. The window, I think, now look, two is back. All those great receivers at Alabama are back. I think Alabama is still going to be a real problem and – at this point, I'm not picking against Alabama and the SEC. Mm. Next year, when two and those and a bunch of those receivers move on, and Georgia, the way Kirby Smart is recruited, and man, they have a lot of young talent on the offensive line and on defense. I, and I love DeAndre Swift. I'm glad you mentioned him. He's one of the most fun running backs. I mean, stick his foot in the ground, and everybody's head spins. And he's you know he's big time. Now they need a they need a go to receiver to step up for Jake Fromm. They do not have that. But I think they will come out of the East. But ultimately, I think Alabama is a little better um, and a little more dynamic. But Georgia's on the rise. The next two years, that's where that window, I think, is. Not to say if they don't win it in the next year, they'll never win it. But I think that's, that's my expectation. I think in 2020, I think is, is has a really good chance to be Georgia's yeah. year. All right, quick update, Bruce Feldman. Another touchdown pass for Justin Fields. It's 28 nothing. Uh, with six minutes left in the first quarter. Boy, uh, I think you'll be doing a lot of Ohio State stuff this year, Bruce, if uh, if Justin Fields keeps us up. Um, he, all right. He is talented. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bruce Feldman. Great stuff. You can follow him at Bruce Feldman CFB. Have a great game. Enjoy Stanford Northwestern, Bruce. All right. Thank you. All right. There it is. Uh, Bruce Feldman, very knowledgeable. You got to go pick up his book, by the way. I mean, the guy knows high school quarterbacks, he knows about all that uh, elite. Uh, what is it, Elite 11 and the 7-on-7 sh- sh- seven stuff. Bruce owns that space. He's really all over it, so uh, follow him and, and check out that book if you get a chance to. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, I think we'll do some more college football, shall we? Uh, but first, Isaac Lowenkron with the latest in sports. Jason Fox Sports, Jay Glazer reporting that the Seahawks and Texans have agreed to trade parameters to send Jadevian Clowney to Seattle contingent upon Clowney and other players involved passing physicals. Ian Rappaport reported that the Texans are going to get a third-round pick, linebacker Jacob Martin, and pass rusher Barkevius Mingo from the Seahawks for Clowney. A short time ago, Russell Wilson just tweeted, quote, Me, so you telling me you're not chasing me anymore? At Clowney JD. Nah, bro. All other QBs. Me. Okay, we're cool, we're cool. Welcome to the squad, bro, unquote. 
Ian Rappaport also reporting that the Vikings are moving on from receiver Laquan Treadwell, a first-round pick for him in 2016, and that Washington is moving on from receiver Josh Doxson, a first-round pick also in 2016. Both teams will either trade or release them. The Buffalo Bills have released six-time Pro Bowl running back LaShawn McCoy. GM Brandon Bean saying in a statement, We made a tough decision today but felt that it was the right time to release LaShawn McCoy. I have nothing but great things to to say about LaShawn, and we truly wish him the best. And Adam Schefter reports that the Atlanta Falcons are re-signing veteran kicker Matt Bryant out of retirement. Now on to the college football scoreboard. Number 5 Ohio State leading Florida Atlantic 28 to nothing. There's still 619 and counting left in the first quarter. Total yardage in this game. Ohio State 200. The Owls of Florida Atlantic minus 6. Number 21, Iowa State and Northern Iowa are scoreless. 3.30 left to play in the first quarter. And number 24, Nebraska, a 7-0 lead over South Alabama midway through the first quarter there. Back to Jason McIntyre in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchange and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The good news for Florida Atlantic, Jason, they do have the lead in time of possession in this game by 30 seconds. Back did to you, you. Hey, listen, did, are you watching this? Did you see that tackle by the kid Okuda, the, the cornerback? I mean, these guys are fast. They wrap up in space. Dude, this defense looks filthy for Ohio State. All right, two quick notes. One of them's an NFL note, folks. Hang tight. Uh, by the way, Florida State wide receiver takes a wide receiver screen, and the safety for Boise took an awful angle, just came up like, oh, I'm going to tackle you. You can't do that to these South Florida kids. Dude bounced around him 80 yards later, touchdown. Um, FSU looks like they got some speed. That, that I think Boise's going to be able to hang because they've been moving the football, but FSU's definitely not as bad as they were last year. The quarterback's getting it out quicker because the line was so bad last year. Um, all right, big news in the NFL just now. Adam Schefter talks between Cowboys and running back Ezekiel Elliott are intensifying both sides aiming to wrap up a new deal this weekend. Now, listen, we've been hearing this nonsense for weeks. Okay. Aiming all that stuff. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, Jerry Jones, as we said at the show's outset, he talked for 20, uh, I'm sorry, 25 minutes after the fourth preseason game. That's a billionaire NFL owner talking for 25 minutes after a preseason game. That doesn't happen. Then Friday morning, he does a radio show for 17 minutes. How many NFL owners are doing 17-minute radio interviews the night after talking a preseason game? But that wasn't enough. Friday afternoon, Jerry Jones, another radio interview. Like, come on. It was clear that he's panicking. Jerry Jones is nervous. And folks... You know, I guess deadlines spur actions, and it feels like action is happening on the front of the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, boy. By the way. College. Oh, time out. Hold on. Again. We'll do this. <laughs> FSU wreaking havoc. Look at this move by the defensive end. Uh, wait. What? Ooh, this touchdown could come back. So the defensive end drills the quarterback, ball loose, FSU scoop and score. But it looks now like that's probably going to be incomplete, right? Yeah. Because his I mean, hand is definitely coming forward. Listen, yeah. 
Uh, Boise needs this call bad because uh, Dope Campbell, can you fire up the uh, tomahawk chop? Dope Campbell <laughs> is rocking right now. FSU, oh my gosh, if that touchdown stands, f- come on, Sammy, get the. We need the tomahawk. There yes. we go. Willie Taggart isn't going anywhere. Willie Taggart, baby. J- Jason, did I say I liked Boise in this game? Oh, I think I'm going to have to rescind that. It's early. It's early. It's over, I think. That tomahawk chop, I'm telling you, folks, uh, it just feels like college football. Um, I wanted to send a message, though, to... Yeah, fire, sorry. Well, this is about Andrew Luck, you know, Jerry Jones and Zeke. You guys, we've got 20 minutes left of the show. You can make this news during the show. (laughs) How about not when I park at a Charger preseason game and Andrew Luck news comes down? Like, come on. Let's do it during the show. That's all I'm saying. Um, Okay, Ohio State, will they get 35 points in the opening quarter? Like what? What would you bet? I would definitely not bet against that right now. I mean, no. <laughs> they got the ball. Now they're gonna face their first third down of the game. I think here. By the way, Nebraska gave up a touchdown. They listen. This is South Alabama. I don't know much about them, but I'm shocked. This is seven seven. Um, FSU ruling will come in shortly. So, listen. Let, let's go back to the NFL here. Ezekiel Elliott. I wonder if we'll see a line move at all. When Ezekiel Elliott is official, will we see a half point? I don't know. I, I mean, I I like to think we'll see a half point. Zeke, I think, is probably worth more than any running back. Like, who do you think is worth more, Gurley or Zeke? When he's healthy, it might be Gurley. Yeah, I mean, Gurley. The phenomenal. problem is, will he ever be the same again? Yeah, well, we don't know. Uh, it's weird. It's been very quiet. They went and drafted a guy out of Memphis in uh, what second or third round. Nice player. Um, I'm spacing on it. Henderson, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty clear that uh, they they have some concerns about Todd Gurley. Um, you said it earlier today, but you know a lot of these pundits and especially the fantasy experts are telling you, oh, go out and get Cowboys backup running back Tony Pollard, right? Yeah. That's no. Well, I, I okay. Uh, don't laugh at me. I got him late. You in just the, trashed him on the show. I did. I did. But time out. I got him <laughs> for just the first couple weeks, just in case. Now, if Zeke gets if they, if they get Zeke today, then I'm 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 cutting Pollard. Yeah. I just thought against the teams that are bad, like the Giants, against teams that are bad, like the Redskins and the Dolphins. First three weeks, Pollard could pop. Now. Are they going to show Zeke the money? Well, I sure as hell hope so. I mean, I think he's worth it. Um, let me ask. Maybe I missed it, but what's going on with Dak? Did he not get his deal? I don't think anything. Did Amari Cooper get him. his deal? No. I like that. He's prioritizing Zeke. All right, that FSU touchdown on the on the strip sack comes off the board. Look, you guys see the tomahawk chop? Dope Campbell is rocking. <laughs> hey, Sam, we're going to have to have that queued up all. Oh man, look out! It's, oh, he's open. Oh, Boise. Boise State. They're not going away, Sam. Mountain West Conference, baby. Wow. Did I, did I say I like Florida State? I'm actually going to go back to Boise. <laughs> you flip-flopping yeah. politician. Really quick, Jason, do you have a favorite college football stadium that you've attended? I don't know what you're... You know, I... I you haven't done enough of the... I haven't. You I got to... I, I, well, you know I went to Virginia Tech for two years um, in Blacksburg. So, hold up. The reason I was freaking out was the Florida State defensive end splits two blockers. Big boy. Comes in and drills the quarterback, knocks his helmet off, and he still completes like a 50-yard pass. Here's my quick story about college football. Opening weekend of my college existence, Virginia Tech's playing, like, I think it was a Thursday night game against whoever way back in the day. 
And of course, you know, it's a huge pregame situation. So right next to, I think it's, is it Lane Stadium? I think it's Lane Stadium at on Virginia Tech's campus. There's like a huge block party and everybody walks from the block party to the stadium. It's not far. And everybody's still got their cups and their open containers. And as I'm walking with this group, I've never seen this and I'll never forget it because it was shocking. A random guy in like a flannel and jeans, look like a college guy, just stops some guy with an open container and says, I'm a police officer. You're getting a ticket. And I was like, what What just happened? I've been drinking. I'm like, they got undercover cops out here busting people for open <laughs> containers. Everybody started dropping their cups like quickly. And that guy just got screwed. He got singled out. I mean, obviously. Oh. you know. And it's like you're going to the football game, opening night, and now you're getting arrested and getting a ticket. Now, I don't know if they arrested the guy. I didn't stick around for that. But um, I might as well tell my other college football story before we go to break here. Um. I have a, I had a fake ID obviously in college, and another one of these block parties outside, and we're all drinking, and there's a cop down the block, and everybody's like, oh, there's a cop over there, we should be careful. Like an idiot, I take my cup and I put it down. The cop sees it, speeds over in his car. I mean, he was basically like not that far away, forty yards away. Speeds over in his car. Why'd you put that cup down? I need to see your ID. And like a buffoon, Gavin, I handed him my fake ID. Oh. And I, I realized that after I gave it McLovin. to him. <laughs> and I instantly start pooping in my pants. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be humiliating. I'm working this girl here. I could have made something happen. Mm. And there's no chance of that. Poop fest. Did he cut yeah. it up right in front of you? No. Oh. He's like, just hands it back to me. He's like, all right, don't do that anymore. What? I was oh like, my oh, I got to look at it. I've super seen bartenders lucky. that are better at that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I think the cop, you know, just saw me put it down. I looked young in college. I didn't have a lot of facial hair. Um, I and yeah. I, I, I oof, what a brick. But I instantly, I was like, okay, let me just get to 21 without a, a, a brick. Uh, all right, coming up next here, we will wrap up the show. It's been a fun one. Listen, these college football hours where the games are happening, gosh, Nebraska's given up some yardage. Come on, Adrian Martinez. By the way, <gasps> Buckeyes are not going to get to 35 in the first quarter. It's about to run out. Um, after that sack or that that's loss, Iowa State only up three nothing. FSU trying to hold it down. This FSU game's fun. Iowa Sam, great call. I'll be monitoring that all afternoon. Back after this. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could use. Boise got a field goal within 14-6. Um... What are you, uh, Gavin? I know you're a big gambler. When you look at these games today, ooh, a little razzle dazzle from the Seminoles. Ooh, I like that. Double reverse, crafty. Some of what Justin Fields is doing, he's going to do all season. Like I, I know, I get that they're playing Florida Atlantic, but he looks really good. They, they just space it out, and um, now they have sputtered two consecutive drives here. I don't. Maybe they don't want to show much too much on tape. I, I don't know who their next opponent. I is. I just but. wonder what George is thinking. Isn't it hard to, you know? Yeah, I think we got to wait to see them in a big spot. They don't. Pl- I don't think they play anybody until Sparty. And listen, that Michigan State defense looked really good last night. Now the offense is a dumpster fire, um, but I just think there's a lot you can take away. You don't want to take away too much from Week One, but coaching tendencies, whether it's to run, to pass. Some of that stuff um, I, I like to take away from week week one and, and, and be actionable in week two. Um, I do want to give out a quick note. So earlier I had mentioned Illinois as an 18-point favorite. They're up 21-3. to Second quarter just kicked off. Let's go, Lovey Smith. Um, I gave out ECU. They're down 7-3, but they're driving at midfield, end of one. And Toledo knotted up with Kentucky. Toledo driving with the football. Let's go! All right, off to a good start, but you never want to get too excited. So after this, uh, I'm going to go try to play some basketball, take my mind off uh, the gambling, you know, probably hang with you're the You're not going to do You're going to watch these games. No, no, I'm going to play basketball. <laughs> I got the hall pass from the wife already. It's like, I, I can't, you know, because Gavin, once you sit in front of the TV, then you're planted there, and then you don't want to leave. It's very true. Now, you were talking about, um, you know, being able to watch on your phone. I'm going to a, a street fair down in Orange County later, Ooh. but I am going to have the phone out for the Auburn Oregon game. Yeah, is that the one uh, Gottlieb was uh, Instagramming about? I guess there's some big fair. Yeah, I, yeah, it's down in uh, Orange Circle. I didn't. Okay, I didn't see that. that'll yeah. be good. You and you and the new wife. Everybody's yeah, getting girlfriend. locked up. I was sitting. Oh, look who's coming up next in the building, TJ Hoosh. Manzada. By the way, I, I had told him weeks ago that I like Hoosh uh, Manzada's Bengals, and now I just don't like anything about them. Hoosh, that <laughs> offensive line is trash. They are in trouble. Hoosh uh, Manzada and Hartman. That has a good ring to it, right? Hoosh and Hartman. Now, Hoosh Manzada's an, I think he's an Oregon State guy. 
They showed well for like eight minutes last night as usual. All right, guys, thanks for the show. Uh, podcast will be up shortly. Enjoy the football. Later! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.